Hello, I'm Sami Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Heli, the co-founder of Llamaverse. They're an NFT project that's captured a lot of attention since its inception last year. And they've actually gone on to build so many different tools for the Web3 community. They're a really smart team and have the vision and the knowledge to keep building and delivering for many years to come. I really enjoyed this conversation and I will personally keep an eye on their development over the coming months. When we spoke earlier in the week, I started to get into um, a little bit understanding of um, what you guys are doing. And it was so interesting that we ended up speaking for the whole hour without recording, uh, just uh, as I was trying to understand better. seems like you've got so many moving parts in the ecosystem uh, that you're building. So um, maybe you could uh, start with explaining a little bit about um, you know, uh, about yourself, who you are, and um, about the Llamaverse ecosystem. Uh, and is, is uh, explain, is everything that you're building under the umbrella of um, Llamaverse, or is there something bigger behind it? Because I know that you mentioned you've got um, 30 people working uh, full-time uh, and then uh, around 70 or so was it uh, or, or maybe more that are working freelance and things like that so so can you explain a little bit about how it all started what is the ecosystem that you're working on mm. and we just uh, get into that so yeah no uh, it's actually the umbrella is called llama labs and then llama is just uh i call it the flagship uh so to say it's like the the main the heart of the project everything like that um and yeah, how did we start? We started off as a free community, uh, completely free Discord, uh, October, September last year, um, which you know it, it, it never meant to, it was never meant to be what it is now. It was more so just uh, Llama, uh, just sharing tips and trading with people that weren't sure, weren't confident in themselves. Um, but then after a bit of time, we just realized, hey, we could, we should, you know grow this bigger so we we started a collection uh it was called llama boost no sorry it's called llama pass at the time uh it was uh an erc um 11.55 so it was just basically membership token and the only reason why we did it was just so we can token gate the community better and not let it get too big and dilute um so we set a very simple uh very intuitive um kind of criteria of uh how people should basically get this NFT. Um, it was also a free mint. So we ended up with uh, 1.6 thousand mints uh, for free. Um, but also we realized that we would need funding for this, right? So what we did is we offered a higher subscription or higher tier, right, uh, of um, membership, which was our... Um, golden boost or golden pass for example uh and it was a uh it started off at 0.6 <laughs> it started off at 0.6 and then it reached around i want to say um average of 0.8 ethereum at the time uh for people to buy in uh and we had around i want to say 360 people uh buy in um through different prices different averages etc and then, yeah, we minted out um, the 1.6. We were the whole total collection was always meant to be 4,000, 500 of the gold, 3.5 k uh, of the silver. Uh, but because only one 1.6 thousand people actually qualified, we deleted a lot of people from the list and said, "Hey guys, sorry, it was very simple qualification. You didn't make it, right? Uh, you didn't participate enough. You didn't do this enough." Um, so yeah, we ended up with that, and then we just kept going. With, with that for a few months um, and then we sat around and we're like okay so we're very limited by this past because it's it's it doesn't have any identity it doesn't have any kind of personal touch to it it's just the same image for everyone right uh, and in the meanwhile while we after we dropped Kaiju Kings came around obviously Cyberkong is around and then uh, SVS was around. So we said, look, we're missing this kind of like personal touch that the, the holders want to have, right? This this personal sense of belonging. 
So we then started thinking about making the PFP collection, which is what Llamaverse is now. It's, it's that continuation of that um, collection. So we what we did was we expanded that 1.6 thousand to 3.5. And then we did some whitelist, we did a Dutch auction, we did all these things. Uh, and we gave everyone who had a boost a free mint of Llamaverse. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. And uh, as, as far as the higher tier, the gold, uh, we made animated llamas, uh, which are essentially 500 total, uh, a bunch of them in the vault. Uh, but they all have a unique animated background. It's all pixel art. And then 50 of them are completely unique one-of-ones as well. Um, so no recurring traits, nothing like that, just completely unique. Uh, and then we said, cool. Um, that's we, we thought that was, you know, um, perfect for a PFP. It was a unique PFP. There weren't really many llamas around. And the only llama like animal was, um, I think they're rocked to be honest. I forgot the name now. Uh, laid back llamas, I believe. And they were like 3D, like completely different art. So I said, okay, cool. We're good at this. So we minted that out a week. A week from now would be one year ago. So on the 24th or so, we minted that out. Uh, and then we were like, okay, cool. You know, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way to start. That's a good way to go. Um, and then slowly but surely, we realized that, okay, we have our ideas for products, our services, tools, things that we wanted to, to have. But if there was no like central kind of body, it would all be disjointed, right? Uh, so we decided to just create Llama Labs, which would kind of hold these things together. Uh, and then obviously have Llamaverse in the middle of everything, right? So, yeah, I mean, we, we started off a few tools, projects. Uh, we did New Cyber, which is a, a game. Uh, it, that, that has a long story, but um, long story short, we were trying to build on top of Minecraft, um, basically build a bunch of custom, like, web-free plugins, all these things. Uh, and then we launched and <laughs> a week in, uh, Mojang came out, Microsoft uh, and Mojang came out saying uh, Minecraft will never have NFTs on it. Uh, so we have to since pivot to new direction. And uh, now we're working with uh, Pixels Online, if you know them. Uh, yeah, Pixels Online, they're like a 2D platformer, VC capital raised um, project. And we kind of joined forces with them to carry out New Cyber. And then we we had some other ideas for tools like whitelist ping, which is a very simple notification tool. Um, simple concept, but it's actually kind of complex how it works on the back end. But essentially, you can input any whitelist that you have or any drop that you have uh, in there, and then our team tracks all the information for you. So essentially, you don't have to keep any spreadsheets. You don't have to keep anything. You don't have to check any single Discord. The moment you get it, you just plug it in. And uh, we check everything for you and then notify you before the mint happens. So if the mint happens in an hour, 15 minutes before that, you get a message or email. Um, that way you're essentially saving countless hours of, of keeping out of everything. And you don't have to go in this and say when mint or when contract or when this and that, it's it's all there for you. We, we, we do that for you. So yeah, we've done these tools. We were building um, Burn to Earn, which is already done, uh, which is a kind of an experiment of sorts uh, for marketing. Uh, we decided to build a platform where you can actually burn your rugs to get rewards. Um, and the way we, we do it is you essentially jump on the um, platform. It's called the website. It's not live yet, but we did a private beta for animated, for, for Llamaverse holders. Essentially you go in, you select any NFT you want. So you can essentially burn a board ape if you wish. You then send it to the burn contract uh, and you get essentially a box or like a loot box. Um, and in that box, there's different tiers of rewards. It can be gift cards, it can be whitelists, it can be NFTs, all these things. Uh, but for you to claim the box, you essentially have to complete some tasks uh, on Twitter. And then we're going to leverage those people doing these tasks, like following, retweeting, all these things to reach out to projects and secure um, stuff for the boxes, essentially. as like a self-feeding loop of where we're just pushing and navigating traffic to people. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, it, it's, there's so many moving parts to it that it's, it's kind of hard to mention all of them in the, in the same time. <laughs> so basically, you uh, started with this Freeman and then built a community and then you were like, yes. we are just going to go out and create a ton of different tools that people in the Web3 space need, right? So so you were like, okay, yeah. let's figure out, like that's the premise, right? That's the premise of uh, Longverse. It's like- It's it's not even the, um, it's not a premise. It's kind of just how it happened because we didn't set off 
doing wanting to do all of these things we just were like okay we me, me the, the reason why whitelist ping as a tool exists is because me and llama had a whitelist that me and him missed because we we're busy and we missed like a one if like flip or one if like investment opportunity all these things and then me and him were like shit man like this is this is annoying i was like and then he was like man if only there was a tool that would remind you of these things and we were like Let's that, make isn't, one. isn't that the premise of um of pre-mint and like that if you but you need to have like a premium collector pass it does the same thing uh no i don't I, it's not it's not because um i'm not sure how they notify people but i'm pretty sure you have to By if email. you do a project and you want to be on there you have to physically buy the pass to be on premium i believe uh, um, or there were some limitations on it yeah no so they do this for premium collector pass holders which is like if you have the premium uh pass and you enter, you know, uh, an allow list through Premint, um, then uh, when... yeah, that's the, um, <clears throat> that's the limitation, right? It's, it's fact, it's so for you, you do it for anything. It doesn't matter. Can, we we literally have you can we have like four. We can have four thousand projects on there as long as we as long as a, a person submits or we seek it out ourselves, it's there. So like for example, and how if, if, how do they how people pay for it is it like monetized what uh yeah so we we have an nft uh which basically gives you access and then there's a monthly fee of around eight to ten dollars i want to say um and in the future we're monetizing through offering it to communities for a bulk discount or we're, we're building out some b2b solutions as well um but yeah but we, we've also built out a bunch of uh bots and systems on the back end to detect all of these pieces of information being updated. So we, we literally have a threshold of like thousands of products potentially that we can keep uh, on top of. Um, and we're about to launch our second version of the tool. So the tool has been functional for a while. Uh, we had around 2,000 people, I want to say between one and a half and 2,000 people using it on a test network. Um, since launch, we've been only limiting it to the holders of the NFT. We're now opening up to Lamaverse holders. And then we're going to slowly expand elsewhere. And we already have a, a decent amount of interest from communities uh, without us even reaching out to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where people were complaining to us that we stopped the beta so we could launch. Because <laughs> they, they were so used to it that they they just got out of all of their habits, their old habits, right, of, of keeping tracks, of whitelist, having spreadsheets. They were like, man, I just need it. So yeah, and then obviously with time, we built out different um, software. So we have our own app on the on the store and you can connect. It's just called Llama Labs by Llamaverse. Um, you can just connect and put in your, uh, connect through WAP and essentially get all the notifications you want or need. And in the future, we're building, um, we have API set up. So essentially with whitelist ping, if a project wants to connect through whitelist ping, to their holders, they can go to the app and use it and get, get notifications there as well. So if you buy, let's say some, if there's a, if a project, for example, has a, a giveaway or marketplace or whatever they want to do, like they'll, will automatically get the information from them, put into the app and then people get it across the, across different channels. Um, and we found that the actual app is really useful because in its current stage, it's only for announcements and a few select channels um which is essentially what people need because you know everyone's in like 200 discords and they miss stuff right and if you can like pinpoint and select specific uh channels that you want and that are like notification for you can do it through that very cool so you mentioned we quite a lot so who's we are you uh one of the co-founders and how, how does that work how many yeah yeah so it's nft llama and myself with the co-founders essentially uh, so when I say we, I usually mean me, him, and some of the rest of the core team. That's what that's that's who we is. Um, okay, and and yeah. um, it seems like you're building so many moving pieces here, and mm. and uh, you've only had uh, how much did you raise uh, through the um, uh, you know? The oh sales? God, this sounds like you've you're building so much, and there's so many people involved. How are you funding it? it it's been such a long time. I can't remember the exact. I think it's around a million something uh 1.2 million i would say uh but the, the, honestly the way we do it is we we leverage a lot um so when we build one product it's always the idea of leveraging it to get access to something else right 
Um, for example, with Burn to Earn, we'll leverage it to get access to different platforms. And, and where, where we miss and where we can't really fulfill for our community, we use our leverage to do it uh, elsewhere. I mean, that way we've managed to get a lot of cheaper development and uh, free favors or people giving us software. Uh, we've managed to acquire companies as well. So we've acquired two, um, two projects in, in the meanwhile um, that has given us extra funds or has given us a ready product that we can then monetize uh, easily. So for example, one of the ones that we, we took over was called, it is not, it wasn't, it's still called, it's called Nodi Finance. And it's essentially a tool that reads blockchain data and allows you to track any contract, any wallet, uh, any community uh, or any um, pretty much anything on the chain, right? So if, for example, the Llamaverse community wants to um, node finance essentially display like what Gary V has minted or what Frank has done or, or what Zeneca has, Zeneca's community has, has you know, bought into. Uh, so it allows you to make educated guesses on what's happening in, this, in the market and the space. Uh, and you can also track specific wallets. So we pretty much have built out a, um, okay, I guess like a short document of like very big whales or very, very, very successful traders that have like insane profitability. And uh, Nodi Finance essentially allows you to check what they're doing, what they're buying into. So you can catch the trends early. For example, uh, and we, we've taken all this data and put it into this thing that we call a phone wallet which is an algorithm that we built that essentially tracks how much volume is going into a collection given over a period of time to then potentially say, hey, this might explode drastically. So I think Nodi Finance uh, pinged, the, the algor algorithm pinged uh, the checks at uh, around 0 0.01, I want to say. So it was, it was an insane call and, and a few llamas got in and I, I think one of them made around 45 ETH from that. So it's, it's just these tools that come together to essentially save time for people, right? Um, rather than if you're a trader that has a day job, for example, and you come after work, you don't have time to, to be with your family and track your whitelist. You don't have time to be tracking specific wallets and doing all these things. But with us, you can just get it and then you, you set up for half an hour to an hour max all of these things for you. And then boom, you're there. Like you get all the information fed to you and you can just do whatever you want to do with it. Um, majority of people use it for trading. So most of our holders are traders at this stage um, because at the end of the day, that's where we started and that's what we kind of kept as the core. Um, although we have built out a lot of products and services, uh, obviously I mentioned to the educational platform that again, will educate people across the space, but also on how to be a better trader. So trading is always at the heart of, of what we do. And many people kind of label us as an alpha community, an alpha group, which is, a, I think it's a good connotation and a bad connotation with it. Um, obviously the positives are that we make people money, right? Like we, are, we enable people to, this is a competitive market, just as any market in this world, someone has to lose someone to win, right? The money doesn't just happen like this. Like this is a market, right? Uh, but the bad contention is some people look down on us like, oh, they're just an alpha group, right? But in reality, we're becoming more of a tech company rather than anything else uh, at this stage because the amount of platforms and tools that we've built or are finishing up now, it's 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 more than any anyone else I would say uh, in the space that I'm aware of, you know. Yeah, it uh, sounds like you've you've delivered so much uh, with with so little. Yeah, it's actually we had this was actually an issue now because it's it's so much that we we didn't have a good way of communicating all of the things. If that makes sense, uh, so people just buy in and they're like, "What is going on? Like this is so much. Like what the fuck am I doing here?" Um, so we took some time and what we did is we built a dashboard, uh, which we just launched two days ago. I want to say uh, that essentially takes all the small bits and different web pages, different like sources, and just shoves it in, into one place. So essentially any Lama holder can go in there and we want them to use it more than they will use Discord or our Discord, I mean. So uh, in the one, once everything is implemented, um, we're honestly looking at having like maximum of 10 channels um, in a Discord. And now we have 10 categories, it's that bad. Um, because we, we've done so much and we've partnered with so many people and so many communities um, that we just 
have so much going on. So you don't have to like scroll through things and people lose things. Uh, but with our dashboard, we've essentially taken APIs from others and plugged them in there. So if someone is to release, for example, uh, an alpha report or someone is, is releasing a, a market. So we have a daily market updates on the general equities market and world like economy. Um, instead of our holders having to go there and click on the channel, it's all on a dashboard with notifications like a small box and you just click and it expands. That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, and it's all about saving time, right? Because in this market, like the quicker you are, the better you are, right? It's that's that's pretty much it. Um, if you can, if you can, for me for example, I any documentary, any podcast, anything I do apart from music, I play at two times speed because I consume more content and more information, and I'm already ahead of time. If, if that makes sense, it kind of like stacks up with time. I'm the same. I mean, yeah, it's it's <laughs> once you do it, it's scary. Like you can't stop. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, and and I think it's quite exciting with chat GPT, um, you know, becoming more and more. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like you can ask it to condense data for you. You know, that's I think and that's a good topic to, to have a conversation about is is how much is things like chat GPT and other AIs going to cut out the need for stuff. Right. Because before I would have to make someone write, write a document for like two days. Right. And now I can get like. 60% of the document done in like half an hour, right? Which is a massive efficiency increase. But with the bigger teams, the issue is like, it needs more structure, it needs more software, it needs more things. So we have Linear, we have Trello, we have Discord, obviously. I've given all of my staff members my WhatsApp as well in case of emergencies. It's just like, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And like the funnel is, it's harder and harder to, to manage. It's it's a good product to have though, rather than not have enough people. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case. When you look at the current state of the Web3 space, what are some of the things that um, strike you as potential, uh, you know, challenges that uh, yeah. for business models, right? For business models, right? So, so for example, obviously the, the royalties is a, is a big one right now. I think that yeah. uh, the royalty, um, personally, I don't like the idea of royalties, because I think that um, they do misalign uh, the incentives because you are making money from people leaving your community. That's one of the biggest things that I don't like about it. But on the other hand, there needs to be some, uh, you know, some way of uh, generating recurring revenue for the, uh, uh, for the um, you know, project founders so that they can fund things, right? So, so what's your take on that? And, and where do you think this is going? Um, because, I, I mean, it, it's, uh, it seems to me that royalties are going to go away eventually. You know, like right now, okay, Blur came out and airdropped some um, Blur token to people who had lost yeah. money because of, that's really like, are you taking the piss? Why would you even do that? You know, like- It's, a, it's like a fraction of what it would have been. Um... And, yeah. and but even even if even if it wasn't a fraction of it, can they keep doing it? How about moving forward, right? Like it's kind of like um no, can't, like no. I messed up with your system and then and then um you know here's some candy kind yeah, of it's a consolation prize, yeah. It's like yeah, and, and and it's just like it's not a um I just think that it's not a a solution, right? It's not a solution. Mm. So it's so not. what should so what is the solution? What what do you think? I mean, it's the the difference is is right NFTs and Web two like Web two are pretty different, right? We raise money up front, um, a, bit, a big amount of money up front from a community to to deliver a product, right? In and you're 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 answering to the community daily. You're talking to them daily. Uh, I believe if you're a founder and if you're not in the community daily, you're you're basically slow slow rugging. Um, if I see a founder saying, "Oh, I don't go to Discord. I don't do this and that. I stay away from it," I'm like what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, uh, like Jesus Christ. Um, but I think it's the, the, the thing is right. Like most VC investments in web two, right. Or, or fundraising or all these capital raises, they're meant for a long-term like boundary, right. There's, there's no royalties coming in. Like you have like, let's say a million and you have to stretch it out until later on. Uh, and obviously as a proof of concept, you can raise more money and more money and keep going. And then eventually you might become a unicorn, right. With us, you get the money instantly. And instead of talking to the VC every quarter or every how much time, you're talking to the VC, which is the community every day. Right? And you have to do this and that. And it becomes so much more 
kind of stressful and i, I can i kind of guess why people are leaving and they're, they're like rugging and doing all these things uh because like people are vicious and immature in this space um not vicious vicious is a bit much but uh immature for sure like people are like talking to me and, and saying these things and i'm like you're just saying things to say them right you're not considering any of the like obligations that this decision would would follow like, all give me some examples give me some examples um someone said to me this is two days ago uh they said to me um ordinals came out we should make an ordinance collection and i was like dude we are building this 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 out uh we we've said no more collections pretty much because we don't don't see the need for more collections on our ecosystem Ordinals is, is a new tech, and you want us to raise to, to put out a four or five k collection, four k collection, three k collection, and then what? Right? You, you just want to write the the meta just so you like you can do something, and then what after? Like the liability to these new holders, the utility to these holders, the communication, the staff that needs to care, take care of these holders. Like no no one considers these things, right? Or like I I speak to someone and they're like, oh yeah. Um, you know, can we do this and that or this and that? Or can you ask this community for this? And I'm like, you do realize that they need something from us as well. Like, we can't just demand things or ask for things. Or they're like, oh, um, this project is giving whitelist, but we're not getting any. Or we're not getting as much as this other person. And I'm like, do you know their relationship, their deal, their, their structure? It's just like you see something and you want to compare directly to, to that other party. Or when people like, uh, like they, they, they talk bad things about our projects at times and i'm like like everyone's different right everyone's doing a different mission different thing um and there's a lot of people that are just young and you can tell that they're young in the space like i know a lot of people are in like uh pretty much out of high school nearly um or or pretty young i am young myself i just turned 22 right but like you have to put yourself in like a perspective of like these are companies that are potentially not going to make it right or these startups and most startups never make it out of the first like couple of years right that's just a fact and then everyone throws it around but no one actually thinks about it um and if people have zero patience and they don't want to use these things they don't want to make the the money or, or do whatever or use the products i'm just like what the hell's going on you know um so yeah and what i'm doing to kind of combat that is i'm telling these people like look this nft this llama that you bought for example and this number that you bought, you shouldn't be buying it so the floor goes higher. You should be buying it to use it. And then the floor is an afterthought. The floor should ne- not even bother you. If you're buying, like, for example, for one ETH, which the, is one ETH is the floor price just about right now, like, you should be lo- looking to get one ETH of value out of this. Would that be the education? Would that be the trading? Would that be a partnership? Would that be a tool? Would that be the time saved to wireless paying? Without being a notification of Nodi Finance, like you should be made, you should be, you should be like breaking even with time. It should be a return on investment from your kind of, um, I guess, your time invested in it as well. If you just come in Discord every day and you type in, oh no, the floors dropped 10%. Oh no, the floor is down 15%. I don't care. Like I, I check the floor daily because I do, but it doesn't bother me because I know that the floor can be 7 ETH or, or 2 ETH, but our, our utility is the same. Like, you don't we don't just every time the floor goes below 0.1 like oh every time the floor goes down by 0.1 we don't just turn off things and go like you can't use this stuff because the floor is low like they're just still there if, if anything the, the lower the floor is even if it has dips that's good because that allows people to sell and then new people come in and these new people can just have a lower like investment for the same opportunity right yeah it's just, it's just yeah and I, I get it i don't blame people because they have like their own lives and they don't think about this every day, but I think about this every day, 24 hours, right? And I see the perspectives that they would never see because they just haven't thought about it that much, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And and actually, I think um, that's why I'm very uh, keen on uh, soulbound tokens or, you know, wallet yeah. tokens. You know, I think, I think they're really um, amazing for this type of thing where your focus has to be on building uh, something and, and giving value. And if people are constantly thinking about the floor, you know, there's so many variables that will affect uh, people buying and selling, like, you know, the price of ETH goes up and there, you know, with, with our uh, Genesis token, we minted at point one and uh, it went up to three ETH at some point. And now it's sitting around one ETH. 
And yep. it's like, you know, um, the truth is that uh, sometimes people sell because they can't get liquidity anywhere else, you know? And, and then awesome. if everybody thinks the same, then the price is going to keep going down, right? And, and you know, then there's only so much I can do to maintain that for you, you know? Like it, it, there's, at the end of the day, I need to focus on actually delivery, right? So it's, it's yeah, um, it's, that's why I'm, I'm, considering uh, con completely getting out of uh, this um you know tradables uh and uh, you know slowly kind of getting out of um you know that that type of token that's why uh, we are going to uh, we are going to have a pfp drop it's going to be a free mint uh and it's going to be zero percent royalty so i'm like it's free mint is zero percent royalty i'm not going to take uh, you know, I'm not going to do anything for the floor to go up or down. It's completely up to you. You know, I'm not going to support the floor. I'm not going to sweep for you. You know, I'm not going to do any of those things, you know, which people, um, uh, you know, invariably have to do a lot of times to, to maintain things. And and I'm like, I'm just not going to do that. Um, it's a it's a collectible, you know, it's like a PFB that you can use and we can build a whole story around it, um, which is like, you know, um, you can think of it almost like uh, this thing that, that, you know, as you gain new PO apps, you know, that it's going to, um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, develop different characteristics. But what we are going to do is that this, this PFP is going to give you limited um, access to things. And then as you get more access, as your um, PFB develops um, and, and goes to the highest levels, higher levels. Um, but in order to do that, if you buy a soulbound token, then that speeds up your journey. And, yeah. and that way, then even if people end up selling it, um, they still are in the community because they have the soulbound token, right? So, so it's an experiment. I don't know if it will work. Mm. You know, but my my gut is feeling it, is that we need to yeah. get away from uh, this this idea of, you know, um, tradables, basically. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I, I, I like that idea, and it's a good idea to, to do it. Um, we're speaking of levels and unlocking things as you go with time. We're actually doing a similar thing with our new staking, which we haven't released yet. But our new staking essentially gives you levels with time, and that unlocks more and more utilities as you go up so the, the high the what we deem as like harder utilities to use or more kind of specialized stuff um you would need slightly more time just so you can settle into each one of them block by block and go up uh essentially but uh but the point to sell bounds i think it's i think things should be tradable um i think trading you you buying it and then have, knowing that you could potentially exit later or, or but I don't understand that because if you are buying it to access certain utility, then you shouldn't be. I don't necessarily think that you should be able to exit. Well, well, yeah, no. Especially well, because, it. especially if there is no royalty, and and I and I don't think even ten percent royalty is enough to um you know to uh, sustain the business model, right? Like you buy something, you access it, you you've benefited from things. Why should you have to be able to sell it later? I don't. I don't I mean, necessarily. I think that's the the unique unique selling point of NFTs, right? Is because you have the ability to pass it on, and it's your ownership. Because if it's so bound, then I might as well just go and like buy a, a membership of a Web two company, right? No, it's like different because with the with the tokens, there are so many things that you can do with them. You can enable a level of collaboration with different communities if you have tokens because you can get access to token gated things oh yeah no that's still in the picture yeah that's still in the picture yeah but i think so uh, i don't i don't think that the unique selling point is the sellability i i think that's the mistake oh, i meant sorry i meant it's one of them but i think it's it's a considerable one because if for example, I'll, I'll give you a good example of why I think you can't so, so sorry to interrupt but the problem yeah. with that is that you can't you can you cannot scale um, because every time you want to add more people the other ones are going to go and sell right and therefore you can never scale right because they don't like the the, the idea of the tradable asset it's only useful for uh, collect you know limited collections so i think that it should be seen as more like a perk that you get as a result of being you know, uh, involved in a community 
you know that but i don't necessarily think that because the problem is that if you have a, a collection of 5000 and now you want to it's okay for the first drop but it's not okay for if you want to go from 5000 to 10000 because the next drop has to be lower price even though you have now created more utility, right? Because the other ones are, are expecting that their um, collection is going to be, you know, uh, the, the more expensive one, you know, the first one. So unless you have a lot of new people coming into the space, which we don't at the moment, you know, it, it's, it makes it very hard to scale. So I think a lot of, yeah. a, a lot of uh, you know, uh, communities are going to run into that. And think about what Proof did right now. You know, that's why... I don't know if, if you've seen what's happened with proof. I just sold my proof pass. It's like basically the the proof pass is valid for three years, right? I just remembered. Was was it was it you that had some controversy for selling without royalties on Blur? Yeah. I just my my brain just clicked with your PFP on Twitter as well because I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was me, and the reason was that because I had previously said that. Uh, People must pay royalty if they buy our collection. But what I was yeah. talking about, it was a different context. We oh, minted yeah, at point, we minted at point yeah. one, right? And we went all the way to three ETH, and people weren't paying royalties. And I was like, we are not having anything back coming back to the community, and it's not fair. With proof, it was very different because I bought my proof pass at nearly 74 ETH, like 73 and a half ETH or something, yeah. right? And uh, and then they announced this three-year thing, which was not clear when I was buying. It wasn't a front and center on the on OpenSea. People would have known it if they had minted. But if you hadn't minted, you wouldn't know. And yeah. when I bought, I didn't know. And I and for people who say DIYOR, it's like I spoke to Zeneca, I spoke to you know the proof team. Nobody told me that this is three years and it might be a problem. Right. Like that, you know, so so then when they started talking about the three year uh, deal, people started dumping and it went down. And yes, I bought to use the utility, but the utility that I expected, I didn't get the utility that I expected was access to the team, you know, to uh, the, the network. But actually, I found the network itself very, um, you know, like uh, the, the proof collective members, you know, that the proof um discord i actually found them not be, to be very supportive and, and at times i had a difficult time there you know so so i i just wasn't very happy there so i was like okay i'm not happy and now i'm having to sell at a 50 ETH, 51 and a half ETH loss Heck. like over 100 grand loss That's you know rough. it is rough and and that of and i also sent an email to the you know uh, to uh, kevin and justin and and i uh, before that, I even mentioned it to the team. And I was like, guys, I'm not going to pay royalty, you know, because I just, I've lost so much already. And, and mm. you know, and then, but people don't know that, right? They don't know that the relationship that you may have with them, that you may, you know, like they, they only look at the blockchain and they're like, oh, yeah. should we pay royalty? And then it was like all over, all over the place. So that's why I, I am convinced that the, the fact that NFTs are sellable it's, it doesn't work for a business model. NFTs that are collectible, fair enough. But if it's not a collectible, if it's just, if it's a membership where you get in and you get a certain amount of you know, utility, it shouldn't be uh, tradable. So I think that, you know, we can build uh, business models that's a combination. There can be a collectible, you can sell, you can do whatever you want with it, you know, and there is the, uh, you know, soulbound token, that is, uh, you know, that way it gives us a level of stability to the business um, that will enable, uh, you know, the business to to be able to expand and, yeah. and grow and scale. Yeah, I mean, the whole proof situation is, uh, I, I saw I saw the thread and, and you were playing to people and I was like, this is like a, such a non-issue like for these people. Like, why are they, like, people just love drama. Like, people just love taking stuff out of context and just beefing people. But just because the market's slow and there's not, there's not much stuff to do, they just try to find the, the 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 kind of the drama of the day sort of deal and then it's a pain. But um I I do agree, like I think with proof, especially when moonbirds were coming out and they were like a two ETH mint, and I was like, I kept asking people, like, okay, so what do you actually get when you're in proof, right? In the proof collective. 
is there like a special utility is there a few meetups is it like you can pitch things or is it like you know because majority of the successful people in the space that i know they don't have a proof they're still successful they're still there i know some of the most like insane people that i've ever met in my life from nfts and none of them have a proof nor do they care for the proof network i guess so i was always asking people like okay what is the actual utility? And, and no one could seem to answer me, right? And at, at that point, I just- There is a utility. It's um, it's the grails, right? So they have uh, they have the grails. Yeah, uh, it's just drops, a piece right? of- Yeah, so it's a 200,000 at the time when I was discussing this and when Moonbirds came out, it's a- You, you, you buy it. But, but I, I didn't buy because of grails. I was very clear to the team um, when I was buying. I was like, yeah. I didn't buy for the grails. I don't need it. I'm not an art yeah. collector. I bought- for the network and the network wasn't what i thought it was so i think yeah and i mean i think the, the, well i think for most people the biggest selling point was the network right but then like okay sure there's been what two grails and then one another one coming in yeah so um so and also the problem with the grails is that it's very hard you know like and and i i feel for the team it's very hard because now there are so many other copycats right so there's so many other you know, communities that I won't name, but like that they are, they're doing similar kind of thing, right? And it's like, there are only so many oh, artists, so many things. Like, there's so many uh, other communities now that are also doing the same thing. You know, you buy a thousand, you know, and then, and yeah. Then, yeah. But my question to that, uh, so we're doing that actually, we're doing an art drop. But my question is, why Why does proof get to be the original? And the, why, is the, why is the copycat problem? Because this is art after all, right? Yeah, I, think I suppose. If, I if suppose you want because to they up... were the beginning, because they were they were there in the beginning that they came up with the concept, right? And uh, and it's like if you are an art collector, I can see why you would be bullish on that. But even with that, like the Grail passes now sell for less than two ETH um, every time, and uh, you know it's so that then you will think like, why do I need a a proof pass if I if I'm interested in the because people get their Grail pass and sell it, right? So if you yeah. If you want to get in, get the art, it's easier to actually just buy the Grail Pass. And actually, there is a Grail channel. So once you have that Grail Pass, you are in that Grail channel and you're cross-pollinating with a lot of the proof members. So I think when it first started, it was like, you know, access to Kevin, right? It was like, you know, that was like the thing, right? Like it was like this group of people who are Kevin's, uh, you know, um, uh, fans and, and and they wanted that access, but actually Kevin is not there, you know. And 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 actually, did I not say earlier? Like if you're not there, you kind of and maybe he was before. there in the beginning, but I wasn't there, right? Like you know, those early mm -hmm. days, I wasn't there. So I when I came in, like you know, I barely ever see Kevin in in the Discord. So 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 Kevin is not there. And if you are, um, you know, if you're thinking, uh, you know, if if you live in LA. You maybe get access because um, you know they have a lot of things where that if you live in LA, you know that you could go there. But if you don't live in LA, you live in Europe or you know, you, yeah, I mean, you don't get access. My my thing with with the concept of proof is, and I, I'll I'll back it up with some examples is, it's overpriced, right? Like I think even now at this stage, it's probably overpriced um, because, like, if Okay, so me as an individual, right? I plunged myself through some friends and the example I'm going to give in a second into like the, the London finance crypto kind of scene. And the people that I've met who are extremely successful, built products, have done multiple exits, are now building something amazing, something new. I didn't need proof for that. And I don't think I would have ever got that with... Proof. Actually proof, um, if anything, for me, backlashed. It actually didn't, it worked against me. I don't know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it actually worked against me because all of the communities that I have now on our platform that I'm working with, none yeah. of them, I, I don't even have their NFTs. Like Real Vision is coming on our platform, using our platform, you know, uh, Impact Theory is coming to use the platform. I don't even have their NFTs. Yeah, you know? and I, I, I don't, and that's the point. Like, like I, and the, 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 the example I'm going to give of, of, of a kind of, substitute and i think how it should be done is we have this uh, i don't think i mentioned in our last meeting but we we have this and it's been a year plus now uh private members club in london for nfts blockchain crypto all of these things and that's where i met these people right 
And that that club is a physical location where you can meet people from around the world, people that are in London, in the UK in general. Um, and I'm, I'm an early investor in it. So I've been there since the beginning. I, I joined as just to help. Like I didn't ask for anything, any money, nothing. I just, just I was like, okay, I like this idea. It's cool. I, I went to a few of the events before we before we bought any any venue or anything where we just had some random locations we went to, like random meetups. And that membership costs two and a half thousand pounds, pretty much for life, right? It, and then you can sell that membership on later. And I think that's the perfect example of a project with utility that you can sell on because this club has a has a um, upper limit of how many people it can actually hold and sustain like long term. You can't just have ten thousand people as members because the, you know people it will fall all the time in, in one club. So for this two and a half thousand grand, I feel like I've I've had so much more access to to people, and it, this this doesn't really work for everyone because not everyone's in London. We're actually about to open, or we're raising money to open in Dubai as well, and that's what I'm kind of doing right now, amazing on the on the side as well. But but that concept and and that idea is is just so simple and. But it's all about e- perception, right? Like the the perception that Proof created, they were very good at creating it, and and it look. Um, buying a moonbird opened up a lot of um a lot of things for me you know like it, it, i learned so much and and it definitely kickstarted or or really maybe not kickstarted but like really accelerated my web3 journey so so look i i i do appreciate uh, and cherish the experience that i've had but i've also had some very difficult times in the um you know it, 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 i kind of wish that i had stuck with my moonbird and not bought my proof pass um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, it, it's a le- learning lesson, right. And moving forward, yeah. I don't think I will ever buy an expensive, um, uh, you know, membership like that. Um, but the, yeah, it the, just the doesn't is, make sense. Yeah. Uh, because it, it really doesn't. And what makes sense is like, even, even what is it, what is it now? Like 20 ETH for proof, for no, example, 17, uh, 15, 17, or something. uh, what 20 something thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars uh yeah like yeah 20, you can 20, do 20. so much more with that right and you can have so much i mean more i bought at one hundred forty thousand dollars. yeah so if you bought if you bought 140 that's crazy <laughs> because i i've reaped so many benefits and so many connections from the london club on its own and i've invested in it and i own a part of it with less money than you invested in in there and for me it's it's just like yeah and i i, I don't think any membership anywhere is worth that much if it's not like billionaires and like extremely high net worth individuals in an extremely private location, right? Um, but again, I don't have a proof, and I, I feel like I've, I'm more connected with most people in terms of the NFT space. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, people, I've had a lot more, uh, you know, uh, connections by myself. Um, yeah, people yeah. don't realize that majority of like down to earth founders who don't are not full themselves they'll get back to you. Like you message them and they'll, they'll get back to you. Or if you have, if you want to speak to them, like really want to speak to them, just message one of their mods and they'll get to you. Like the amount of people that I've met, like literally yesterday I had a meeting with someone uh, and they were like, oh my God, this is so surreal speaking to you. And I was like, dude, I'm just a guy. Like my DMs have been open forever. Like you could just DM me and get to talk to me. Like I'm not so celebrity or something, but people will like have that perception that most founders of like the bigger projects are like these extremely hard to get to, extremely like uh, difficult people to like talk to. And I'm just like, dude, like I'm here. Like you can, like my, my community messages me and I reply to them within like two to three hours max, right? Because like, what else are you doing, right? And you're missing opportunities for yourself and your community if you're not answering these DMs. And if you're too big for DMs, then you just, I mean, and there's there's the other side of this as well, right? If you're, if you're really, really big, you get a, run, a lot of random spam, right? But if you're if you actively take some time of your day to look at these like quality people and connections and for example how me and you got introduced right it was for blackball who, who who i listen to every time he brings someone to me that wants to do an intro for i do it 100 percent. and today i connected one of my good friends jt to amir like uh, uh, from dark echelon right like these small like five minute interactions for me that takes me five minutes to do this make make this group has just a spiraling opportunity for these guys on the side as well, right? And then the next time someone wants to help me out, they'll do the same thing for me. And then if people just realize that and do it more, 
there's no need for proof for all these all, all these things like you, you can be in a, in a community that has a 0.01 like if flow that and has like more connections yeah insane people that are just there for the shits and giggles like they're just there to chill like they don't really care like it's it's crazy and people don't understand this because people have such superficial conversations with most of the communities around that they never really get to meet people so like i've, I've met people that have done insane things again and that are just like a normal lamb of us holder right and they will never reveal it until you speak to them right it's just one of these things but yeah in my opinion like spending anything over like a few thousand quid for any sort of membership like that it's crazy because even in the club you spend two and a half thousand grand right and you get to have a co-working space and location and a place to go do meetings and, and like eat and have things in private in central london in soho right like what other collection in the space can do that for you i right? think i guess like part of it is also status right like um, but then for example people were saying some people were comparing it to um say BAYC and I'm like at least with BAYC you have a bloody ape that you can show on your you know yeah, I, I, honestly <laughs> you know but this but might be a controversial take but um I think most board ape ho- holders are just lost lost in the source in my opinion because um I've met a few of them uh who are not okay so there's the there's the people who are influencers and project founders that obviously know what they're doing somewhat arguably uh, but the, the general average board ape holder likely just minted out of pure luck or bought out like a thousand quid out of pure luck and they're just there, right? They're not they're not someone that has insane status or, or something to back them up. They just have the PFP. And I've met, and this was we had an event with the same club before we actually acquired our location. We invited the UK board ape community to one of our events. And I was sitting there with uh, another two project founders that are good friends of mine and the board ape guys just could not like partake in any conversation at all they were just sat, sitting there like staring at the walls and i was just like yeah I, since i was there on any pfp i see i don't judge anything right because it's just it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter um, look I, I i could talk to you forever you're, you're so much fun to talk to my next meeting has arrived i can see them oh, they're no, waiting okay. in the in the waiting room but look let's let's do this again because i'm so glad that we met we had such a good time speaking the other yeah. day you know we talked to this a long a sec- a second time we we're, we're talking for a very long time so um this has been so much fun let's uh let's keep talking i'd like to get you yeah. back on uh, i think that you will do yeah. so well in this space i'm really uh excited that um you know that that we met and and uh you know we are one of the most dynamic founders uh or co-founders you know in the space that i've met because it, it, it's very rare that I really get into the conversation so much that I, like, yeah, I mean, you know, so it's been great talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, you're probably one of the, the more fun, like kind of interviews or spaces I've done or, or stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Perfect. Okay. Appreciate it. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Heli, the co-founder of Llamaverse. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.